welcome to uh, Corona Chronicles. We're in chapter eight of Mark's gospel. We've seen Jesus feed 4,000 people in Gentile land. He fed them with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. Uh, and then the Pharisees come after he'd done that amazing miracle and asked for a sign from heaven. And now we're carrying on the story and we're in verse 14 of Mark 8. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread except for one loaf that they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, it's because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? 12, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? It's strong stuff, isn't it? It really yeah. is Jesus, the teacher here. Yeah, um, sort of rubbing in. You really haven't got this. Uh, I'm warning you about something very serious, and you really are, are going to fall for you know for, for the Pharisees if you're not careful. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's, so it starts with them in the boat, doesn't it? And uh, as you say, it follows on from the feeding of the four thousand. And although we don't have a window into exactly what they were talking about, um, there's quite an interesting detail in verse 14, you know, except for one loaf they had with them. So yeah. you can imagine the disciples sitting around and they bring out this one loaf and they're wondering, you know, how far is this going to go between us? And uh, it I mean, it might like, have even been one of the loaves that were left over the 4,000 miracle. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're obviously a little bit nervous based on what Jesus says next. They're obviously a little bit nervous about how exactly they're going to be provided for in this situation. Yes. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a concern amongst them. And that's what prompts Jesus' warning in verse 15. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. And uh, that yeast uh, seems to be what, what we find in verse 11, which was the previous reading. Um, the Pharisees came and began to question him, to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. And uh, that, that image of yeast is quite, is quite pertinent because it's the kind of thing that uh, may start small and secretly work its way through the mm. whole batch. And the yeast he's got in mind is, is treating Jesus just like, a, you know, just, just, just wanting him to perform the next sign, the next sign, the next sign, and not really having a faith that is based on his words or what he's done in the past but always looking for a reaffirmation and a reconfirmation based on the next sign. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, and, and you see that, uh, we'll, we'll see that later on when we get to Herod, you see yeah. that he wants miracles, so yeah. it's a sort of play thing, like a magic trick thing. Um, and I mean, it is, I guess, underlying all of that, it's just sheer unbelief. Mm. It's Because if you're asking Jesus for a sign when he's done these signs, yeah. it's just unbelief, isn't it? Yeah. So who is this Jesus? And surely these signs that he's doing have proved that he is the Son of Man, the mm. Son of God, um, the rescuer, sustainer of his people. And they just won't get it. They just don't get it. No. And so I think this is the interesting thing, isn't it? Because sometimes we... 
if we're not careful, we sort of have the Pharisees and the teachers of the law as the sort of the baddies that don't get anything. And then the disciples are sort of, uh, sort of um, slightly different. But actually, in the end, the heart is the same, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh-huh. Unbelief is the same. Yeah. Will you believe in, in Jesus and who he is? Yeah. And Jesus is saying, even in you, my disciples, yeah. there is a potential for the yeast of, of unbelief to grow. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, it's, and Jesus is exposing that in, in one, of the, one of the classic ways by just stacking up questions. You know, yeah. He often does that, doesn't he, in discussion? Mm. He asks questions to expose what's going on underneath. And I don't know how many there are here. This must be five, I would think, or six questions. And they kind of ramp up in seriousness, don't they? Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Yeah. Um, you know, so Jesus is really wanting to draw them out with these questions and to say, look, you, you guys are still not getting who I am. You're not appreciating what you've already seen. Your yeah. memory seems to be failing. Yeah. You know, he says, do you not remember? You know, it wasn't that long ago. Um, that you saw me uh, do these miracles to provide, and you, you and saw, it, it, uh, you know, he is sort of treating them like, like children, isn't it? How many did we pick up? Yeah, you know, twelve. Yeah. How many did we pick up? You know, seven. Yes, you know, it's like for goodness' sake, yeah. lads. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and it's that. I mean, we can often very much be like that, can't mm. we? Because. You know, there are times when we might wake up in the morning and uh, we, we may feel that we, you know, we know who God is and we trust God. But by the time the evening comes around, we've forgotten what we learned in the morning and we're not trusting God and we're trusting in ourselves again. And even though we learn what really should have been enough to sustain us for at least that day in the morning, we've forgotten about already. Yeah. And our, our memories when it comes to Christ and who he is, and just remembering his past faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. to be so slow to remember past faithfulness. Can't I mean, it's it interesting because um, Peter, who was here, in his letter in the New Testament, he often uses that sort of remember, yes. right? let me remind you, can yeah. I remind you, can I yeah. remind it's you? no trouble to remind you. Yeah, yeah it's no trouble to remind yeah. you yet again. Yeah. I know you know these things, but I want to remind you. And that is the Christian life, isn't mm. it? Because I think... The more we're not reminded of the wonderful truths of who Jesus is, what he's done for us, you know, um, the more we stray Mm. and our our hearts sort of are like quick drying cement. They dry quickly Mm. unless they keep on being watered as the word, isn't it? Yes. And so I guess in terms of application, there, there, there is... There is that warning to us, isn't there? Firstly, that we, you know, we mustn't fall into this trap of uh, having a wordless Christianity, really, where yeah. we're just treating Jesus as a as a show pony. Um, but also, but also a warning not to forget, not to forget God's faithfulness to us, and to to keep to keep trusting Him. Yeah. Um, what is that terrible phrase? I can't forget it now. Um, something like Christianity for Francis of Assisi or whatever it is. Oh. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll come back we'll to come back, that. Come back to that. Yes. Yeah. So there we are. So um, uh, look, keep looking at seeing who Jesus is. See that He is the Provider. See that He is the Bread of Life. See that He is the One that died for all of our sins. And refresh yourself in those on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And and know that it's relationship with Him, isn't it? It's not stale bread. This is fresh every day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll come back tomorrow.